Someone asked me a while back, what does healing look like? How do I heal? And can you give me a roadmap? So in today's episode of the Star Monroe Show, where I talk about all things reinvention, libido, sex, dating, relationships in midlife, I'm going to do my utmost to unpack this question with care and intention. Now, the first thing I'm going to say, and I really do wish that healing was a linear process, but it's not. It's kind of the way that I've experienced it, and I see it with my clients, it's more cyclical. So you kind of, you heal something, and then you think, yeah, it's done, I'm all healed, I'm ready to go out into the world, and then, bam, something else happens, and it gets you to look at yourself at a different, through a different lens and a deeper level. So the healing the way that I look at it never ends. And so this podcast is going to be great for you if you are on your own healing journey, if you're really into personal growth, it's one of my top values. Uh, and I'm, what I'm going to do is going to pull from my methodology, the Star Monroe method, which I've created over many years of working with women, and give you the best roadmap that I could possibly give you so you understand and maybe some guides, some signposts so you can go out and maybe get support. Maybe we could be working together at some point this year. What fun. So how do you know that you need to heal? Um, midlife menopause is I've talked about this in previous episodes is it acts as a crossroads. And I, what I've seen with my clients and also myself is all the stuff that we didn't deal with uh, in our past tends to kind of keep accumulating over a period of time. And then at midlife, and also you've got menopause where it shakes everything up inside us, um, it tends to open a door for us to go, hey, uh, I'm not going anywhere, all of this stuff. You need to look at me. Plus, you ain't young anymore. You're getting older. Uh, so that's why I see a lot of midlife women like are going, oh, my God, I cannot carry on like this. I need to shift and change. So that could be, and I'll talk to you about my experiences, which led me down a really deep path of healing and, and creating my own methodology from it. Um, it came around my body. Um, when I got to the age of 40, I was still very much wrapped up in this war I had with how I looked. And I really kind of had this belief that I had to look a certain way to be acceptable. Now, you'll hear me talk more about this in this episode. But we are all brainwashed from the time and before we come up, you know, we've got timeless energies in our DNA, archetypal energies in our DNA, which we are carrying from generation to generation, from generation to generation, which have brainwashed all women that our value, our worth is on our looks. And that does tend to kind of come at a crossroads as we get older, because we're also told we're no longer worthy as older women. Uh, it's all bullshit, by the way. You've really got to disrupt that nonsense around aging and we're not worth anything. We're coming into our prime at midlife. Um, so when I hit my 40s, what's, what happened for me was I had come out of in 2008, 
I stopped using cocaine. It was a seven year habit. And then I went into bodybuilding and I competed. And then for the two, three years after I competed, I was on this endless round of going on these transformational body programs where I would lose a load of weight, get very lean, very toned. And then as soon as I would end up end that program I would binge eat it I would binge and I used to have bulimia and anorexia when I was younger and then all that kind of came back as the bulimia came back so I was purging and I kept doing that over and over again in the quest to have this great body because that's where my value that's what I was taught my value was based in how I looked and somewhere around my 40th birthday, maybe, yeah, it was my 40th birthday, I was kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? You keep repeating the same thing, expecting a different result. And at the time, I was reading books by Janine Roth, R-O-T-H. Um, I read books by Hirschman and Munter. And I read a plethora of books about women coming back home to their bodies. And I was like, oh, my God, there is another way that I could live with my body. But I can't understand how I'm going to get there. And I wanted to know how. So it's like this person who asked me about healing. Can you tell me exactly what it is and can you give me a roadmap? Um, and healing is it's in the gray area. It's kind of ambigu ambiguous. So it's like <laughs> you won't know until you're in it. But the thing is, what I started to do at 40, because I kept realizing I kept making the same mistakes, and I'm going to repeat some of this as I go in deeper into this podcast, that I was like, there is another way for me to live my life and to look at my body. I don't yet quite believe I can do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. And here was the kicker. I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to stay curious and I'm going to stay open minded to learning a different way of showing up with myself and my body. Because my body hate, it first started when I was around 10, 11, and it was it carried on all the way to I was 40. And I knew that I had to change my attitude, my mindset around it. And I would say 12 years on, that I do have a completely different relationship with my body and myself, and I'm no longer running away from myself, yet it really did start with me having this open-minded attitude and this real curiosity. Curiosity didn't kill the cat. I believe curiosity, we all need to be way more curious. And if you hang around with any of the online gurus and people that have really changed their lives, you will hear them say that you've got to remain curious and you've got to remain open-minded. One of my mantras that I still use to this day is look for possibilities, not problems. Wherever you look, and you can go and try this out today, um, if you go outside and I say to you, don't look for yellow cars, you are going to see yellow cars again and again and again. So you've got to be able to start to program your brain into looking for things that you want. So how I started to shift, and it took me on this massive journey of coming back home to myself, was this curiosity. I don't yet know how to do it and I will find a way I will figure it out and the answers are coming to me the answers are coming to me so 
that's for me it was around my body that really kicked off my healing journey it could be how you're showing up in life and i think around the same time life and relationships i was in a codependent relationship i was hooked into believing that this relationship was the absolute one yet i was being triggered left right and center i was upset all the time i didn't trust his words because his actions didn't match up with his words and i felt like i was hooked chemically hooked onto this guy and i couldn't get out of it so that was another reason why i went into my healing journey it could be that you have a really shitty relationship with money and none of these I'm going to throw any shade at because I've, I've done it all. I went bankrupt. I didn't have any money. I lived on the breadline for a long time because I sniffed and parted all my money away in my 30s. And again, I had I knew I had to change how I was showing up for myself. I had to change the lens. The thing the thing is that if you want to change things, you've got to change your perspective. I think I might have said this in a previous podcast, but imagine we're in a circle of 20 people. There's a chair that is on its side in the middle of us and it's upturned. And it's uh, every person around this chair would describe, it's the same chair, right? It's upturned, it's on its side. Every, but every person would describe this chair in a different way because we're all looking at life through our own lens, our own perspective, which is heavily influenced by the brainwashing of our upbringing, the patriarchy, our past experiences. And so you've got to have this this understanding that you can look at life in a different way that you can shift it's gonna take time of course anything worth doing is always going to take time you have to be able to practice the art of patience which again you're in midlife you are asking you're being asked to step into your queen era you are being asked to mature and that does mean that you've got to practice the art of patience as you're finding a new way forward it could also be showing up, you know, because what I'm talking about right now is how do you know that you need to heal? It could be that you're in a dead end career and it's not lighting you up anymore. Yet we spend most of our time doing our job. So why would we do something that drains our energy? But it's just like you may be procrastinating or you are swimming in self doubt or you're questioning whether you could actually do anything different. And I'm going to say now that you are powerful and capable human beings are so adept at changing we don't like changing our ego and our brain hates changing because it's scared it likes to keep us in our comfort zone and yet you have to get uh you have to understand how the brain works how your mind works because you need to get in control of it rather than your brain being in control of you or your ego being in control of you so how do you know that you need to heal you are repeating the same mistakes and you are repeating the same way to get yourself out of those mistakes expecting a different result i'm sure there's a quote in there by einstein i can't quite remember i always end up bastardizing all the quotes that i ever share um so what do you do so i've already alluded on a couple of things that you do you have to number one this i'm going to really try and give you this roadmap number one you have to become aware of what you are doing now most people on this step tend to expect way too much and it's not it's a step on its own and it it, it all it's requiring you to do is to become more aware 
of how you are showing up for yourself in life, with your body, with your confidence in relationships, with money, with career, uh, with sex. So it's asking you to become aware. You are the observer of you. This is taught in yoga philosophy. This is taught when I trained to be a psychotherapist. This is trained. I was trained in this as well. You have autonomy. You are not ruled by your mind. You are the observer of your mind. If you want to look into this a little deeper about becoming the observer of your thoughts and of your mind, the books that really resonated with me years ago were by Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Cope, C-O-P-E. He has a plethora of books. Not everyone likes his style of writing. For me, it really resonated and really kind of, uh, in, I've embodied those teachings uh, over the years. You are the observer of you. So just think of that. You're observing yourself through your day, you're observing yourself how you're eating, you're observing yourself how you're moving your body, you're observing yourself procrastinating. And what you're doing is you're observing without judgment. Let's just take a moment right here. Whoa, that's big. You are learning to observe yourself without judgment. Whoa, that's huge. That's huge, my friend, because most of you will get good at observing, but you will still be dragging all your old habits with it. You will be having a go at yourself. You will be rushing yourself. You will be labeling, this is good, this is bad. I should be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. Oh my God, I want to do this. I can't do this. So that's all the nonsense. Your job is to learn to observe yourself without judgment, without labeling yourself. Now, this on its own, this is where I know I'm going to lose some people, uh, is this could take a couple of years because it's a skill, but it's these skills, you are learning how to manage yourself. You're learning to have a deeper relationship with yourself. And for the ones who are still looking for the quick fixes, the one, two, three formulas, they're not out there. Those gurus, I'm doing air quotes right now on YouTube. Uh, those gurus out there will brainwash you into believing they've got the answer. No one's got the answer, right? It is all about you learning about yourself. So it's observation, it's awareness without judgment or labeling. The labeling drags you back down into I call it the spiral of despair. The judgment drags you back down into the spiral of despair. So this on its own could take, I mean, you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. You don't get to get away from yourself. I tried for so much of my life to escape from who I was. And I used drugs. I used alcohol. I used shitty relationships. I used overspending. I used work. Um, I, oh my God, I'm trying to think what else I use. I'm probably used a couple of other things as well, but I use so many things, food, exercise. And yet there I was every single morning, every single night there I was, I couldn't get away from myself. You cannot get away from yourself. So you're learning to observe yourself without judgment. Number two, which slides into number one is you're learning how to be kind to yourself. I always think that 
you've learned how to be hard on yourself you can learn another way this is exactly the same words that i said to myself over and over again when i was when i was went through my healing process and i'm still in it like i said it's healing is cyclical it never stops so it's like i'm learning always to be kind to myself how do you do that again you're observing yourself without judgment you start to notice that you're not the voices in your head you are the observer of your voices and the thing is at the moment for a lot of people you are in there you're enmeshed in everything that's going on and so it takes time to to pull yourself out of that noise so you can observe and then the kindness is you're learning to be kind you're learning to be kind so in the process of that you're going to understand that oh my god i'm really hard on myself oh i'm having a go at myself i'm shooting on myself or i'm telling myself a story about this and it's like oh okay that's that's interesting i spent the whole of last year I really wanted to stop drinking. So I just give you a little bit of background on my drinking. I was an alcoholic. And then in 2015, I taught myself how not to be an alcoholic because I still wanted to be able to have a drink because I don't believe that I'm powerless over alcohol. I'm I'm powerless over alcohol. I believe I always have the power. That's one of my real core beliefs. I have the power. I feel like there's a song there by Snap. So I taught myself how not to be an alcoholic. And then last year, what I noticed myself doing was drinking every single night. And I wasn't getting blotto. I was just having a couple of drinks. And I said, if you're going to do this, you want to observe why you're doing it. And you're not allowed to have a go at yourself in the morning. Uh, So when I wake up in the morning, I was like, oh, I had another drink. I shouldn't have. And I was like, stop. You had a drink. It was a choice that you made. And let's just get on with our day. Let's just carry on. Yeah, you might be a bit multi-headed. You might have not had a great night's sleep, but you made a choice last night. Let's just get on with it. So it's like this, and I'm sort of speeding up myself on these steps, but it's like you're taking responsibility. And again, without judgment, this is the best way for you to create a deeper relationship with yourself. And this is what healing looks like number three is you've got to lighten up life is going to play you unless you play life so life is hard it's gnarly there is always something else coming around the corner this is why one of my main jobs is to help midlife women be able to manage themselves with whatever comes your way life is not all love and light unicorns and sprinkle fucking fairy dust everywhere life is hard and you've got to be able to manage yourself in the midst of a shit show and the best way that you do this is one you are where you you observe yourself with with uh, out judgment two you're kind to yourself which is a skill three you lighten up you laugh and i always say to all my clients that I notice when I'm taking everything too seriously because my face my face will change. Like I'll tighten up around my lower jaw, my mouth will tighten up. And then what starts to happen because everything is connected in our bodies is that your asshole and your vagina starts to tighten up as well. And your body needs space and it needs room to be able to move and flow and the energy to be able to move and, thro- move and flow. So I know when I'm 
taking myself too seriously, my whole body gets tense. So the easiest way for me to break out of that is one, I have to observe it. I have to become aware. And that might take me like now even a week or two weeks of observation without judgment and being really kind to myself and going, well, why are you? Uh, taking everything too seriously is it an old pattern because we've all got these old patterns within us and it's really easy to slide back into old patterns especially as we're establishing new patterns and never ever think that just because you establish a new pattern the old pattern's gone no this is where most people will fuck up and, and like make a real mess of it it's like oh my god i went back down my old patterns no that's part of it you're messy i'm messy life is messy and it is this whole journey of being able to navigate from the old path to the new path um i think this was in stephen cope's book um i can't remember which one but he said the the things that we do in life over and over again if you imagine your mind is like a summer field it's very dry and there's an old wooden cart going through it forward and back forward and back every single day for how many years and what that's going to do is going to really groove in really deep grooves into that field now you that's your patterns that's how your patterns are grooved into yourself now yes we have neuroplasticity neuroplasticity in our brains that's how we can change things but the thing is every habit that you establish is never going to have the gravitas of your old habits. So you've got to have this real humbleness around you. And it's like, oh my God, I've changed. I hear a lot of my clients go, I'm just this woman now. I'm this bad bitch and I'm going to be able to do everything. You've got to remain humble to your old self. You've always got to remain humble to your old self and your old patterns and your old identities because they will fucking pop up when you least expect it. And I will say that you are slowly, as you deepen this relationship with yourself through the path of healing, you're bringing all parts of you that maybe you've disowned it over the years, that people have told you that are not worthy or valuable. You're bringing them all to the table and you're saying, you're all allowed a seat around my table, yet I'm in charge. I'm in charge, the mature, the adult, the queen version of you, which you are cultivating as you are walking this path of healing. So lightening up, lightening up, <laughs> lighting up is essential. It's you've got to, um, you've got to be able to laugh at yourself. I remember years ago, I could not laugh at myself. I took myself so seriously. I had a real chip on my shoulder. And now one of my favorite sayings is like, I'm a dickhead. I'm, I make mistakes and I'm okay with that. And it really is, you are learning to be your own BFF, your you'll ride and die that's who you're learning to be number four so we've done awareness without uh judgment we've done learning kindness lightening up lightening up lightning <laughs> lightening up <laughs> anyway you know where more humor number four is you're taking responsibility for what you discover so remember on number one i said this awareness takes time it might take you six months, 12 months, 18 months. And yet this relationship you have with yourself is the most important relationship you're ever going to have. If you want better relationships, if you want a better job, if you want more money, if you want to feel more secure, more stable, then you've got to create this relationship with yourself. So 
from the awareness, you're going to start to notice the things you do and you've got to take responsibility for yourself. A lot of people will blame other people. A lot of people will fall into victim mode. A lot of people will throw tantrums and will bury their head into the sand. And yet, if you want to change how you show up in the world, how you show up for yourself, then you've got to take responsibility for yourself over and over again. Uh, number five is as you take in responsibility and now you start to see how you're showing up in the world and you're realizing, oh, this doesn't work for me, what you're then going to do is learn new skills. And this is where it's imperative you work with a teacher, a guide, a mentor, a therapist, a coach that can guide you into learning new skills, new coping mechanisms to be so you can manage yourself so you can start to carve your new pathway. And as I said, that could be with me, it could be with somebody else, it could be with, with, with a private therapist. But the thing is, this, this place where you start to learn new skills is essential because the old skills, the way that you were moving through life didn't get you anywhere. It kept getting you say the same result. So you've got to learn something new, which then goes back to what I was saying right at the beginning when I went on this journey is that you've got to have an open mind and you've got to be able to go, I don't yet know. So even if someone's telling you something, it will take time for you to embody that. And I always say that it needs to be a congruence between what's being taught to you and yourself, because there are many teachers out there. This is why it's really important that you work with someone that there is a resonance with, that you feel a deep resonance, that you identify parts of you in them, and they're living a life that you kind of want for yourself might not be exactly matchy matchy, but you're seeing something in them. And this is exactly how I shifted and changed. I seeked out mentors, women and men that were doing things differently. And I literally washed my brain and I continue to wash my brain with information that helps me grow, that helps me question who I am and to do things differently. In this learning new skills, and I truly believe that if you are showing up in relationship with yourself, with others, in funky ways, um, you get defensive, you shut down, you don't know how to process your emotions, you don't handle conflict very well, you keep picking the same emotionally unavailable partners, then you probably... 99.9999% will have to do some work around reparenting your inner child. This is at the core of my work. And I believe everybody needs to re reparent your inner child. Your, you as a child first learned your, how to get your sense of belonging and love from your family unit. Um, I've told this story before. I learned very early on that I had to be a good girl. I could not express my emotions. I had to be the caregiver. When I did all of those, I was accepted and loved. I was told I was a good girl. I love you very much. Uh, and if I didn't do those, then I was a very bad girl. I was ostracized from the family. I was told that I was defensive. I was argumentative. I was a drama queen. So I learned very on, early on being myself 
expressing myself wasn't okay. And because it was shut down, I never learned how to express my emotions. I never learned how to process my emotions because this is all part of you getting back in control of your mind and your emotional self. You've got to put yourself at the queen, the head of the table of your emotional self. And that does mean reparenting your inner child. You have to be the parent your inner child never got. And again, this work takes time. I'm not here for the people that want a quick fix, that want that one, two, three formula, that it's, it's, it's the deep work it's this depth work that is required if you want to show up with more ease more grace more groundedness in who you are so you don't feel that you have to run away from yourself when the shit hits the fan number six is learning and this is part of number five learning your skills number six is all a, a sort of a lesson on its own is learning to drop into your own rhythm. You have been told by the Western society that you have to be busy all the time, that success probably looks like external markers, the big house, the family, the picket, the white picket fence, the money in the bank, the cars on the drive, the holidays you have. Um, it also may look like you have to be the good girl, the caretaker of your family. You're the one who has to fix everyone's problems. You're the one who has to slowly unhook yourself from your inherent conditioning, which is part of my methodology. You have to agitate and disrupt your inherent conditioning. And then as you disrupt and agitate your inherent conditioning, that's probably told you to, to get your love and sense of belonging. You have to be the good girl, the people pleaser, the caregiver. You have to be quiet. You have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. You're the one who has to unhook yourself from all of this and slowly get really curious about what rules do I want to live by? How do I want the blueprint of my life to look like? And again, this is why people like me are out here because we, I help you do this. And just a little tip here, right here and now is start looking back at your family values. What values did your mom have? What values did your dad have? And ask yourself, have I taken those on board? And do I want to take those on board? And if I don't want to take them on board, then what values do I want to create for myself? What's important for myself? I always think, because I've been doing this work for such a long time, and right at the beginning, probably like 15, 20 years ago, I was like, well, I don't even know what my values are. And over a period of time of keep doing this work and digging a little deeper, digging a little deeper, I've got clearer and clearer on my values. But I always used to say, what is it that you would stand on your soapbox and start talking about and get really animated or even angry about? I love anger as an emotion. Anger is oh, a sad bodyguard, but also anger is a sign that our boundaries have been crossed. So I love it that when you get angry about certain things, what is it? What And in there will be some of your values as well. Um, 
And just to reiterate that one of my highest values is personal growth. I am for the women who are on their personal growth journey, who want to do things differently, who want to have a different relationship with themselves. And it's not surface level because there are so many women out there that do just do the surface level. They change the hair, they change the makeup, they change the clothes, and they think that's it. But it's just plastering over the cracks. You've got to go really deep. So you've got to learn your own rhythm. You've got to establish your own rules about what you want. And within this rhythm, it's about extracting yourself from societal's way of moving through life, that fast, fast, more, 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 and really tuning into your rhythm, slowing down, tuning into nature's rhythm. For many years, I was so intrigued about living with the seasons. And now I live in Turkey and I'm outside every single day. And I really do feel like I'm part of the earth's natural seasons. I'm really embracing it here. And it's a much healthier way for me to live rather than that go, 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 push, push, push mentality. Um, and then seven is because we've done awareness, kindness, lighten up, take responsibility for what you discover, learn new skills, coping strategies, that's reparenting. Number six was create your own rhythm. And number seven is tuning in to your higher power. And I'm not sure your beliefs on this, and I'm not trying to press my beliefs on you. But I do believe we're part of something bigger. I believe our energy speaks way before we do. And we are slowly recalibrating our frequency from within. And as we change our frequency, we attract or magnetize or command, use whatever word feels good for you. I like command. We command different experiences into our world, different people into our world. We get better at safeguarding our time and energy now, the higher power, I believe the higher power is within us and outside of us. And it really is learning to tap into the part of you, the, the wise part. So a lot of my work that I do with my private clients is really getting them to bypass their brains and to drop into their bodies because you do have to drop into the wisdom of your body. You have to learn to reside more in your body and not in your head. Your head is going to keep you in your stories. It's going to keep you overwhelmed in self-doubt. It's going to keep you running over and over the same thing. You drop into your body and you get to feel your emotions. And then this is where you get to process them. If you always attach a story, remember, go right back to number one, awareness without judgment, awareness without labeling, you get yourself stuck. And this is all about you getting unstuck. This is all about you looking at yourself in a different way, in a deeper way. So I guide my clients. I do a lot of somatic body psychotherapy with my clients where they tune into their body wisdom, into the emotions, the sensations, because that's how they can process them. And this, I truly believe this is a life skill every midlife woman needs, especially as you're moving through midlife, because midlife and menopause because your body is changing my body is changing and you need to be able to navigate this without thinking it's a fucking another problem to fix it's not it's a stage of life that you need to hunker down and ride and you need to take really fucking good care of yourself and the main things that you need to do is to slow the fuck down slow the fuck down slow the fuck down 
give yourself some more space, be kind to yourself, lighten up, have a laugh, and just get really curious, really curious about what a stage of life is asking from you. There'll be wisdom in menopause, there'll be wisdom in midlife, there's wisdom in your body. The way that I teach, there's seven wisdom centers in your body. There's your head. We all know your head because you're in it probably most of the time. There's your throat. There's your heart. There's your gut. There's your pelvis. There's your legs and your bones. And every part of your body has wisdom to share with you. Um, it will tell you things. And this is part of your higher power as well. Your intuition, your instinct, which, as Clarissa Pinkolaristez says, that Western women nowadays are cut off from their instinct. They're cut off from their intuition because we live such busy lives. We're always doing. We're always trying to fix everybody. We're always like living up to these fucking identities that you've taken off over the years to get your love and sense of belonging caregiver people please a good girl blah 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 you know and it's your job at midlife and menopause to shatter those to agitate those so this higher power is also out there it's in it comes in messages in you could pick a book up and read a sentence and it could really mean something to you it could just mean that you're outside in nature. I'm looking outside my door now. I'm just going, wow, I'm part of something so much bigger. One of my favorite pastimes is to lay and look up at the sky and watch the clouds pass. It's one of my favorite pastimes. It's like I'm, I'm part of something so much bigger. You also, so let me wrap up this, my methodology, which is not a checkbox. It's not like, oh, I'm aware. Now I move on to the next one. I learn kindness. It's not a checkbox. It is you learning. I would say my methodology, the Star Monroe Method, it's a lifestyle. You're learning how to embody. You're learning how to be with yourself and move through the world in a different way. And if you want to move differently through your dating relationships, your relationship with yourself, this is the work that's calling you. It may not be with me, it could be with somebody else, but yet someone who does depth work is going to say similar things in a probably a different way. So there are seven soul lessons, I call them. There's awareness, kindness, lighten up, take responsibility, reparent, learn new skills, create your own rhythm and tune into your higher power. Within that, there's three stages. There's disrupt and agitate your inherent conditioning. There is the healing work and healing work is all of this. this. This whole thing is even if you're disrupting and agitating your conditioning, I still believe that's healing work because you're curious, you want to do things differently. Healing at a deeper level could be that you work with a therapist to do some work around your inner child. It could be that you go to talk to someone to offload because we have to be able to create the environment for healing uh, which is slowing down again. You'll see the theme here, slowing down. You need to be heard. You need to be validated and accepted. So many of us, especially if we're walking through doing the same things in adulthood and they're causing us pain, we're attracted to the wrong partner, we have shitty relationships with ourselves, with money, with our businesses or careers. It comes from past wounding. It comes from 
us not being heard, not being accepted. And so this environment for healing is slowing down, being heard, validated, accepted, and celebrated. We need to be celebrated as we move through this because it takes time. You need to get into a really good habit of celebrating your baby steps, not just your big steps. The baby steps over a period of time amount to big steps. It's all about the baby steps. Don't think about it. It's a big leap. If I go back to the beginning of this story, this episode, where I realized I needed to heal and do things differently because I kept going, I kept dieting and kept doing these exercise programs, 12 week exercise programs. That is a big shift in a small amount of time. Anybody can do it. Anyone can put their mind to doing that. 99.99% of people won't be able to maintain the changes that they did in that 12 week period because it's too much, too quick, too soon. I always say you want to be a tortoise rather than a hare. So I was saying about the three stages, there's this disruption and agitating of your conditioning, and then the, the healing and healing. Heal. If you think that you're look, moving through life with this open-minded healing kind of outlook, it's Whenever someone triggers you, whenever some, you feel defensive, you get argumentative, you have to prove a point, they are little doorways into your healing, they're little doorways into you looking at yourself. And then remember, step six is, oh, sorry, step five in my methodology is learning your skills, creating new strategies, coping mechanisms, starting new pathways. It's about having the courage, the the bravery, the boldness to go and do that. And you only get that, it's a fucking paradox, by doing it. <laughs> you don't get it because you think about doing it or you've read a book. You only build courage, bravery and boldness and audaciousness by going out there and doing something differently and being willing to fail, being willing to fuck up as well. Um, one of the traits that I didn't mention in all of this is maybe you was a, you're a perfectionist as well or a control freak. I've been all of these myself and it really takes time. And as I said, I this healing process, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of you moving through the life differently. And if I flip all the soul lessons, awareness, the flip side to that is you've got your head in the sand. You deny everything. You don't look at anything. Uh, kindness, the flip side is that you're always hard on yourself. You're always having a go at yourself. Lighten up. Have a laugh with life. Laugh at yourself. Is you take everything so fucking seriously, you get really defensive. Take responsibility for your actions is that you take zero responsibility, you blame everyone else, or you drop into victim archetype. You learn new skills, you repair and you're in a child. What's the flip side? You carry on doing what you're doing and your inner child and all those unhealed parts of you will be running the fucking show. I tell you that right now. You create your own rhythm. What's the flip side? You are moving along with everyone else's rhythm. So you're completely out of whack with your body. This is why so many women in midlife and menopause struggle with menopause because they're running on somebody else's rhythm. They're not running on their own rhythm. <laughs> you can see me getting on my soapbox here.
And then the higher power, what's the flip side? It's to believe that there's nothing else out there. There's no higher power within you. There's no wise part within you. So you just believe your ego. You just believe all those negative, critical voices. Fuck. Can you see the flip side? So as where I'm leading you and guiding you, is I'm guiding you into a new way of moving through life. And I've done it myself. Like I was a raging cocaine addict, a raging alcoholic. Uh, I spent all my money. I was completely irresponsible. I said, fuck it, way too many times. I mean, I, I've had an interesting life. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, I was destroying. I was the architect of my destruction. And I knew that I could be the architect of my creation. But it's taken time. I'm 12 years into this work. I've worked with thousands upon thousands of women. So I know it's not just me it works for. It works for the right kind of woman that resonates with me. And if you resonate with me, you're at the end of this podcast. You're watching it to the end. If you don't resonate with me, then you would have dropped off a long time ago and gone off and found somebody else. And that's awesome. But you, this is what you're seeking on your healing journey. You're seeking for people that resonate with you. You resonate with them. That sparks something in you. There's a woman on Instagram. I can't remember her name, but she calls them glimmers. Glimmers are the opposite of triggers. Triggers are things that rile us up, that get we get defensive, that we might get argumentative, that we go down our pathways that do not serve us. Glimmers are things that, that are shards of light, that open us up, that is telling us that there's a different way of living that sparks joy, pleasure, and happiness in us. You're looking for people that you're looking for the glimmers with the people that you want to surround yourself with as you're moving on your healing journey. I want to thank you so much for spending this last 45 minutes with me. I fucking appreciate you. And if any of this sparks an interest in you, if you are on this personal growth journey, if you want to show up differently with yourself, with love, relationships, your libido, sex, then everything starts and ends with a relationship with yourself. Then slide over to my website. It's mizstarmonroe.com. And what have I got going on? I think I've got midlife dating school starting next week. That's the 12th of May. And then my online membership, the Midlife Collective is reopening her doors in June. And I'm going to be running a free online event so you can come deeper into this work with me and see how it fits for you. Until next time, take good care of yourself and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.